John 21. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, called Twin, Nathaniel from Cana of Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two other of his disciples were together. I'm going fishing, Simon Peter said to them. We're coming with you, they told him. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. When daybreak came, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not know it was Jesus. Friends, Jesus called to them, you don't have any fish, do you? No, they answered. Cast the net on the right side of the boat, he told them, and you'll find some. So they did, and they were unable to haul it in because of the large number of fish. The disciple, the one Jesus loved, said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tied his outer clothing around him, for he had taken it off, and plunged into the sea. Since they were not far from land, about a hundred yards away, the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire there, with fish lying on it, and bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus told them. So Simon Peter climbed up and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Come and have breakfast, Jesus told them. None of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them. He did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had eaten breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said to him, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs, he told him. A second time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, he said to him, you know that I love you. Shepherd my sheep, he told him. He asked him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved that he asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep, Jesus said. Truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you would tie your belt and walk wherever you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will tie you and carry you where you don't want to go. He said this to indicate by what kind of death Peter would glorify God. After saying this, he told him, follow me. So Peter turned around and saw the disciple Jesus loved following them, the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and asked, Lord, who is the one that's going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about him? If I want him to remain until I come, Jesus answered, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So this rumor spread to the brothers and sisters that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not tell him that he would not die, but if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if every one of them were written down, I suppose not even the world itself could contain the books that would be written. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. After the incredible resurrection events we read about yesterday, seven of the disciples left Jerusalem and made their way back home to Galilee. One night, they were fishing, but they fished all night and caught nothing. Just as the sun was starting to rise, while it was still dark outside, someone called to them from the shore, Children, do you have any fish? Despite all they'd been through, it's likely that these were still just kids, probably 16 or 17 years old at the time. They called back to let the guy on shore know that they hadn't had any success, and the man said, Throw the net on the other side of the boat. 
When they did, their nets were nearly bursting with fish. This was a definite callback to the day Jesus recruited them in Luke 5, 1-11, where they put out their nets at His command. Even though they'd caught nothing all night, they came up with more than they could handle. This was like an inside joke he had with his guys. So as soon as they pulled up the overloaded net, John put two and two together. Peter jumped in the water and swam to the shore to meet Jesus. This is one of my favorite scenes in scripture. When we visit Israel and I stand on that shoreline, I can picture it all happening. Peter soaked and wide-eyed, Jesus laughing and maybe getting tackled with a wet hug. Scripture says they caught 153 fish. That's oddly specific, so does this mean something? Some scholars say there were 153 types of fish in the world at this time, and that this number indicates that he caught one of every type of fish. The first time Jesus filled their nets back in Luke 5, he told them he would make them fishers of men from now on. This is just speculation, but maybe these 153 fish are an object lesson, a reminder that they'll be catching people from among every nation, that the gospel net will pull in fish of every kind. Then Jesus cooked them breakfast over a charcoal fire, just like the one Peter sat around when he denied him. And they had this beautiful moment of restoration. Jesus kept asking Peter if he loved him. Peter kept saying yes, but in the Greek, he was using a lesser word for love than what Jesus used when he asked. This is a very simplified version of the conversation, but it almost goes something like this. Do you love me? Yeah, I think you're awesome. But do you love me? Yeah, I I told you, I think you're great. So finally, Jesus dialed it back and met Peter where he was. He said, do you like me? And Peter said, yes, I like you. This feels kind of sad to me, but maybe I'm expecting too much from what may have been a hormonal teenager, even after all they'd been through. But here's what I love about Jesus in that moment. He reiterated this question three times to meet with Peter's three denials. Jesus didn't need the proof that Peter had a change of heart. So I'm guessing this was more about Peter. Peter probably needed the opportunity to clear the air and make sure things weren't awkward between them. But not only are things not awkward, Jesus gave Peter a weighty assignment, a call to serve his people. He said, feed my sheep. Then he told Peter how Peter would die. He'd be crucified too. It's not exactly what you want to hear. When Peter got this tough news, he started comparing his assignment to John's, and Jesus reminded Peter to stay in his lane— and his lane is sheep feeding and Christ following. A few weeks later, 40 days after his resurrection, Jesus walked out to the village of Bethany where Mary, Martha, and Lazarus lived, just outside of Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives, and ascended to heaven. The book of John has shown us so many glimpses of Jesus as God. Colossians 1.15 says Jesus is the image of the invisible God. So all these attributes and characteristics we've seen displayed so beautifully in the life of Jesus, these things are true of the Father and the Spirit too. Since the Father and the Spirit are both spirit, Jesus took on flesh and made God's character and personality visible for us. It's been incredible to spend three weeks diving into John to look more closely at the earthly life of the God-man. He's where the joy is. I'm Tara Lee Cobble, and you're listening to the He's Where the Joy Is podcast presented by LifeWay. LifeWay.